What's going on, FA Nation? Welcome back. Another edition of the NASCAR DFS podcast. Matt Sells getting the week off this week. He is in the process of moving. Uh, so you've got me covering Xfinity and the NASCAR DFS playbook. So tonight I am joined by Ed Rouse, Ryan Blaney fan extraordinaire. Ed, how are you doing? It's a, a Blaine attic is what I uh, call myself. And I'm doing great. Another uh, Blaney win the first time he has two wins in a season. That's progression. I like it in the right <laughs> in the right way. Um, I'm excited. I think it's a good way for him to go into the playoffs. Um, and I'm c- kind of excited to see what he's going to do this year. I just hope he doesn't have a mechanical failure and get blown points off like the beginning of last year. That was kind of depressing. But, yeah, I'm excited. It was a good win. It was kind of a preview at the end of the race in Michigan of, of what we're going to see this weekend, to be honest. Kind of, yeah. But, uh, you know, Matt told me, like, he wasn't going to do the podcast this week. And I'm like, oh, so I have to do it with Ed the week after a Ryan Blaney <laughs> win. Like, that's that's just my luck. Um, but we're going to talk to Daytona. But I do want to mention one thing real quick. Uh, I did post this in the NASCAR DFS Discord. Uh, big day for me, who has been a regular contributor uh, he's always in there for almost every slate for NASCAR. Plays a little bit, played a little bit of MLB as well. Uh, we got the notification about three weeks ago that he contracted COVID, and unfortunately, Matt did some research and he found out that Big Day, Larry Day, passed away about two weeks ago. Um, and we posted the obituary, and uh, it also has a link where you can send condolences to the family. Um, so rest in peace and power to Larry Day. Uh, it's awful news. We we kind of missed him the last few weeks, and I tried reaching out to him through Discord, through email, and I didn't get a response. And uh, last night, Tuesday night, Matt uh, called me and had some awful news. So uh, thoughts are with his family at this time. Uh, but we will turn our attention to uh, Daytona, two and a half miles super speedway. Now this is going to be a slightly different package and. Uh, typically they try to run a 510 horsepower package here. They're doing something a little differently. Uh, basically it's going to be a 450 horsepower package. Uh, I believe the, you're shaking your head Ed. what, what makes you so upset about this? Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, uh, uh, I can't cuss. It's going to be a S H I T show. Let's put it that way. That's fine. In a fun um, way. Yeah. But the idea is, it's like, it's a, I don't think it's going to decrease the amount of wrecks that we see. Like we'll still see the big one, but I think NASCAR's attempt is that, you know, for cars not involved in the wreck, but that are behind it, it's hoping that this package can give them enough time to possibly avoid it. Will that be the case? I don't know. I doubt it. Um, we're still going to be seeing pack racing. If you're, if you're new to NASCAR DFS, I have a hard time believing we're getting newbies at this point in the season. <laughs> Um, Daytona and Talladega, it's pack racing. They're going to run in one large group. Um, a lot of guys might may even just drop to the rear and just sit there and just do laps. Um, do you like what the kind of racing that we typically see at these tracks? Not for fantasy purposes, <laughs> but I do think it's very exciting. Um, so, you know, some of the races where you see on the mile and a half where Larson's out by like, 10 seconds with like 20 to go and you just know it's over. It's like not a very exciting. end. we got lucky last weekend, like I said, for a great ending. Um, I just think the whole race is exciting. Um, in general, I enjoy watching it, but, but again, for DFS purposes, it, it, uh, <clears throat> makes my heart do weird things. And we'll get into the strategies, but I agree. Like the, the, it, this is definitely a, a week where I typically go lighter. Most weeks I'll make 30 to 40 lineups. I'll play a couple hundred bucks on DFS. Not this week. For Daytona and Talladega, I only make three lineups. 
I do the $3 three entry max and I do a couple other contests as well. But ultimately like part of me is happy because this is a good week where this is a week where I just don't have to worry about my bankroll too much. If you know, if, if my car wreck, whatever, like I feel like I made the right decision every time. If I make a little money, great. I'm not mad about it. Um, but quick preview, uh, Matt wanted me to let everybody know that rankings and projections for uh, the Saturday's race, it's not a Sunday race, it will be a Saturday night race at Daytona. Under rankings, the lights. Under the lights. Rankings projections will be out on Thursday. Um, we've got prices. I have that race on Friday night. Um, playbook for that will be out Thursday night as well as the best bets article. I think I'm covering best bets this week for the cup series as well. Um, that will be out probably Saturday morning. Um, Ed, let's not waste any time. These kinds of podcasts are typically shorter. Um, so you want to just talk about the field? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Is there anything you want to say? I, know, I feel like I've been rambling. No, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I've already been looking at the salaries for both DK and FanDuel today. They're actually pretty similar, to be honest, for the first time in a while. But I guess with this t- type of race, you know, you got Logano number one in in, in both at ten six. You know, he's starting twenty second. He's typically pretty good at this type of race. Um, he typically is. Yeah. So, I mean, I, if anyone can win this race. So. I'm immediately going to look at what I did immediately was scroll to the bottom right when it, right when the salaries came in and see, okay, who, who's there at the bottom that could possibly win and, you know, steal a, a playoff spot. Um, there's a lot to like down there um, just to throw, you know, a hat in the ring, I guess, um, especially this t- type of DFS play. So <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll cover it more. And I'm what last time I think we did super speedway. I was going to throw all my, cards in a hat or write everyone's name down and p- p- pick them out. I did actually make a lineup like that and I did cash just to let everyone know. <laughs> yeah. Matt and I'd make the joke that it's, it's all about just throwing darts and yeah, uh, you can leave salary on the table at these kinds of races. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, anywhere from seven to 10 grand on DK. <laughs> Honestly, I've built super speedway races uh, or super speedway lineups previously on DraftKings that leave 20 grand on the table. Uh, on Fandle, you could probably leave, probably leave oh. half the salary on the table. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. But I do agree. Uh, the Penske drivers: Joey Logano, ten six; Brad Keselowski, uh, even ten thousand; and Ryan Blaney, uh, last week's winner. Blaney at eighty eight hundred is is absurd. Discounts. Sometimes it's it's all about avoiding the big one. But the Penske drivers and, and Penske cars in general are are very good uh, at super speedways. Ford engines are typically yeah. very solid. Um, <clears throat> but Austin Dillon is going to be a very popular play, not just based on the position. Uh, he's starting P27. So obviously he has position differential on his side. And we're only going to get 160 laps. So that leaves us with about 110 dominator points. And those are going to be spread out throughout. Oh, yeah. Evenly. It's very rare that we see one sole dominator. So Austin Dillon is another guy who is a very good plate racer. And he's on the outside looking in currently of the playoff picture, how much exposure, and I don't really know how many lineups you build in the week, but how much exposure do you want to Austin Dillon this week? <sighs> it scares me to be honest. Um, he's going to be one of the most popular only because of the narrative, right? right? And yes, he is a good plate racer, but I mean, he tried to be aggressive last week and he crashed out. I mean, yeah, it, 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 you could say it was Brad K, but it looks like, him too. yeah, I mean, if he gets 
aggressive knowing he has to win and does things he's not used to doing, he could easily crash out. Um, and Reddick the same way too. So I'll have some exposure, but I don't think I'm going to be putting him in. Like I'll probably make 10 lineups probably and mm-hmm. probably put him in two or three maybe, but I'm not going to go crazy. He'll probably <clears throat> be the highest owned. I think in my three lineups, I almost, and this is, if this is Wednesday, this could easily change by Saturday. Yeah. I don't know if I want any exposure. Like if I'm going to try and go big, I'm probably going to try and lay off a guy who is a pretty clear and obvious chalk decision. You know, he's got yeah. PD. He is a good play racer and he arguably needs to win or at least beat his opponent. Cause I think like if, if Tyler Reddick wrecks early, I don't know the, I don't, I don't, I don't have the math available to me. Um, but currently, you know, Austin Dillon is 25 points out of a playoff spot. It looks like, yeah. um, and so if if Reddick wrecks early, that could just make it that much easier for Dylan to sneak in. But at the mm-hmm. same time, he will have the mentality that it, it's win and in for him. Um, so I think ownership, even for a super speedway, it could be a little heavy on Dylan. And I think if I, if a lot of people are going that route, I kind of want to avoid it. He is really expensive too. Like this is the most expensive I think I've ever seen Austin. It probably yeah, is, ever. but at the same time, you know, like you can go so many ways to, you know, still play Dylan and yeah. Logano and probably end up leaving a couple grand on the table. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about some of the other guys I like down lower, too, that you could, I mean, you could literally make a lineup of all under $7,000 guys right now. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, what's your approach going to be with Denny Hamlin this week? He's won like oh. three of the last five Daytona 500s. Yeah, 9,400 starting P3, you know, and typically to hit like a very contrarian lineup to really take down a large field GPP, you you can't just stack the back. You know, you do need to like get some finishing position. A guy that starts high gets a couple dom points, and he's mm-hmm. proven that he can he can he can win here easily and, and multiple times. Yeah, I think he'll he'll be another highly owned guy. Um, his price is relatively good for him. Um, but he also irritates me sometimes in these races, but he finds a way back to the top, but he somehow always tries to go back a little bit and just kind of waits and see what everyone's going to do. And by the end, he's up in the front. He's done that a few times in the last couple of races. I would say that that's probably a strategy. Toyota, JGR, Bubba Wallace. It's probably going to be one that they deploy. Like we've seen them do that a couple of times, you know, why risk running up front early on, yeah. Getting in the big one in in the middle of the race when they can just easily run at the back, wait it out. They can pit together. They can all run together and they can draft and, and race in a pack and then just make your move in the last 20 laps. Like it, it's all about like it's yeah. just a war of attrition in this race and just making sure you don't wreck. And it's just not worth being in, you know, the top 20 for like a majority of the race. As we saw in the first race uh, this year. Exactly. In Daytona. Um, Eric Elmarola kind of interests me this week he does have i think now three career wins one of them came earlier in the year in new hampshire which was strange circumstances because truex and and kyle bush wrecked early on and it kind of opened the door and he's really good on shorter flat tracks but he's also a very good super speedway racer 9300 starting p19 he's already in the playoffs though you know that's what i was gonna say yep he's kind of already there uh, he doesn't need to be too aggressive. He can kind of hang back and hope that the big one happens. Uh, yeah, he's in a good spot, but I don't know if I'll have that much exposure to him. He, he's, it's like McDowell is the same way. Like They're in. They can't really better themselves in the playoff standings. So I don't see him 
going all out on this one. Yeah. And uh, I know I normally say that on super speedway races, you know, no one is necessarily off the table. Everyone is in play, you know, like any lineup could work. Um, it, you, the thing is that you could be in first in one minute and then the big one could happen and then you're out of the money. With yeah, that yep. said, how, how much exposure do you want to Kyle Larson on the pole at $9,000? <laughs> Man, um, I'll probably have him in one of my 10. Maybe um, I've already kind of built some getting ready for this podcast and he hasn't really fit into a lot of them. Um, but I mean, you should have him in one because you never know with Larson. I mean, he, he races every single day. He doesn't take a day off no, he really doesn't. pretty much. So he's always ready and you never know what he's good. And his car has been great all year long, no, no matter what the, the package was. So, I mean, you got to have him in at least one, I'd say, but I wouldn't go crazy on him. Uh, we talked about Ross Chastain earlier in the podcast, just a solid driver. He's usually starting just inside the top 20 and he can consistently pull out a top 12, a top 10, uh, price goes up this week to 8,200, not a terrible price tag for a guy starting P 29, uh, really needs to win and get in. Um, Ross seems like a guy that I want because I feel like a lot more people are going to be on Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick. Would you agree? No, I'm 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 a big Chastain guy all season long. He's been very consistent in fantasy, not in in real life rates, obviously because he's outside of the playoffs looking in. But as a fantasy play, he's always in play, and he could win this week <laughs> and get into the playoffs. So, uh, and he has to. So he'll be a, a little bit more aggressive, I think, too. And uh, he's just a good racer. I've really liked. I didn't really see much of him in, in the Xfinity series, but I really like what I've seen from him this year. And I, I, I actually on my of my builds I was doing earlier, he was in quite a few of them. So I, he's one of my favorite plays this week. He's definitely bounced around from the between the truck and Xfinity series. Had a very good truck career, I believe. Last year he was in the ten car for College Racing, and and those cars are very good on super speedways. Um, the College cars for the Xfinity slate are going to be very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Chastain makes sense. The price is nice enough where you can fit him. You, he's, he's, oh man, he's going to be so heavily owned. He's an easy cash play this week. Um, Definitely. Uh, William Byron, 8,000. He is starting on the front row next to Larson. He won this race last year to get in the playoffs. Although I think he was already in the playoffs. Um, definitely win got in route. Um, same kind of question with Larson. You just kind of maybe throwing him in one lineup and calling it a day, or are you just going to pivot off? Uh, I'd probably throw him in one. I mean, you're going to get early dominated <clears throat> points from him. Um, and, uh, another guy who's looked really good this year, by the way, William Byron, he's had um, really good speed almost every week. Yes, he, he has. And, um, very impressive for the, uh, guy dating Ryan Blaney's sister. So, uh, <laughs> good. You had to step up, you know, you have to look good if you're dating you know, one of Ryan Blaney's family members. So, but yeah, one or two lineups, maybe I'm going to be with my 10. I'm going to probably do a lot of splitting and just try to get as many different exposures as I can. So if a big one does happen, I still have a few lineups maybe in play. Um, So I'm going to be, I'll probably have like besides Chastain, who would probably be in the most. And another guy I'm I'm sure we'll mention later, um, probably one or two from each of these top guys. Now, uh, when we kind of kicked off previewing the driver pool, uh, you were talking about some cheap value options. Are there any value plays that stand out that you might want to get exposure to? I like Bubba Wallace this week a lot. 
Yeah. Um, starting Good 20, 6,500 on DK. And I think he's around the same. He's 95. So it's a little bit more expensive on, on FanDuel. So he may not there, but on DraftKings at $6,500, I love Bubba Wallace starting 20th. Um, and in that same price range, Matt DiBenedetto, Matty D, winning your in. Last year in the in in the Wood Brothers car, the 21, the famous 21, he could win the thing and get into the playoffs, and he wants it. And he's the last couple of weeks, you could tell he wants it. I know he's starting ninth, uh, but a great, great GPP play, in my opinion, at 6,700. And then if you go lower than that, I mean, why not Briscoe? Why not Chris Busher? Guys who have won uh, in in not in the Cup Series, but in you know in in previous series, and and they could win j- just as well. They're starting the middle of the pack, fifty three hundred, fifty two hundred. And then when you go below Chris Busher, then you kind of go into the you know the typical Gase, Balicki, Ware, Huff guys, but. I mean, you could, those guys are all in play um, as well as Anthony Alfredo too at 58. Those guys, those guys at the bottom, like those are typically drivers that I don't want to target simply because, well, on a normal week, they're guys I don't want to target just because I I don't think they finish a race. Uh, But at the same time, like this is a level playing field this week for every car. And so like you will see lineups that just stack BJ McLeod, Quinn Huff, uh, Justin Haley and probably <laughs> some of the PD plays this week, like Logano or Dylan, like that'll be an easy cash lineup. Um, so it's okay to, and I saw this trending on Twitter when people were talking about this race this week, but you can, you know, hashtag stack the back for some of your lineups and just see yourself get into the green based on the PD with while leaving, you know, $10,000 on the table. But one guy that really does interest me at 5,500 is Justin Haley. Uh, he won this race two years ago. It was a shortened race. If Kurt Busch didn't pit before the race went was red flagged, uh, he would have won it. Uh, he pits. Haley gets the lead um, by default, and Haley wins the race after they call the race due to weather. Um, he and that's that's not to say like the win was fluky. Justin Haley is a very good super speedway racer uh, in the Xfinity series the past couple of years. He's won at Daytona, he's won at Talladega, and he's done it multiple times. Um, so that's another cheap play, offering PD. Um, and I don't even consider him a punt, you know, because a lot of times when I punt a driver, I'm just hoping he <laughs> he yeah. moves into the top 30 or top 25 and, like, based on PD and the finish, finishing position. Um, I just hope that he does well. But Haley, if he survives and, like, is there at the end – He's got top 15, top 10. Hell, he won this race a couple of years ago. Um, but I'm surprised. We actually didn't even talk about the guy. Uh, we talked about his teammate, Anthony Alfredo, but we really didn't touch on Michael McDowell at 5,700 starting P18. He won the Daytona 500. Do you think he could be heavily owned this week because of that? Uh, kudos to everyone who who does that. But, um, yeah, he probably will be. But, I, I mean, again, maybe one lineup, but – he already won. He's already in the playoffs. I don't see him going crazy. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he's in. I mean, we're sitting here talking about everyone's pretty much in play, right? So, yeah. Everyone is. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. But um, one thing I wanted to talk about on these lower guys, salary wise, um, not so much uh, on DraftKings, but on FanDuel, I really like Ryan Priest's price. Um, he's in play as well on 
FanDuel, not so much on DraftKings. What is he on FanDuel? Because I know FanDuel sometimes does that thing where they price a driver like two grand. No, he's not that crazy. <laughs> uh, he's six thousand on on. on oh, that's uh, not bad. FanDuel, but on DraftKings, he's he's um higher. He's uh, seventy seven hundred. Um, yeah. So I guess again, he's a both, but um, you know, and Corey LaJoy is a couple hundred cheaper than him. He's seventy four hundred starting P thirty three. Has a very good track record at super speedway races. Um, I just can't play LeJoy anymore. I, I, I'm done. I, why is that? Just I burn just, you too much? Oh, so much. It, every time I, 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 I play him, he's out. He crashes out or he's like dead last or engine problems or all this. I'm like, okay, I'm done. So then the next week, he, he has like a great a great race. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try it again. Next week, no, it's like, no. It, I just said, I'm not even going to look at what he scores anymore because I don't want to know. I, I just done with him. That's just right, a, a well, <laughs> I hate to bug you, but in in nine of his last ten races oh, on DraftKings, no, he's posted do it. he's posted at least twenty two points. Really, his no. only bad performance is negative. Hurt my heart, Dan. Hurt my <laughs> his, heart. his bad performance was at Pocono, but for the most part, he's been churning out decent results. Oh, one of those races was the All Star Open, so that that doesn't count one bit. Um, but he's got five straight top twenty fives, um, and he's. He's not great. Like he's he's always cheap for a reason. But seventy four hundred starting P thirty three at Super Speedway, I will uh, I will dip my pen in the company ink that is Corey LaJoy exposure. That sounded yeah. kind of dirty and weird, and I was trying to make yeah, it. That nice. was yeah yeah. I mean, th- there was a that's what she said joke in there, I think, but um, I'll leave it out. You know what? I hate to do this, FA Nation, but I may play him this week, which means he'll be terrible. But um, yeah, I like what you said. You convinced me. So, all right. So now we'll just we'll wrap it up a little bit. Like as I said at the beginning, um, these super speedway podcasts are normally shorter. Uh, everyone is in play. Like I remember a couple of years ago when Matt and I were in Daytona building lineups for the race <laughs> Justin Haley one, and we were just like, hey, you know, I've got this dry lineup with these six drivers. It leaves four thousand on the table, and we're like, yeah, like that that could work, and like every any lineup could work. Um, but the playbook will still touch on drivers that are historically very good plate racers. It'll touch on the guys offering PD, and there are plenty of PD targets this week. Hopefully, you can stick five of them that avoid the big one in your lineup. Um, Ed, are you more of a cash or GPP player? I am a GPP 70% of the time with NASCAR. See, I tend to agree, and I thought about possibly playing cash games this week simply because you, you cash games at Daytona and Talladega – it's it's simply just stack the back. You can make a cash lineup that leaves twenty five thousand on the table. Um, I'm trying to make a good cash lineup right now, and it almost seems like you have to play Austin Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw Corey LaJoy in there as well. This is awful radio for any uh, silence. Who All else? Right. We, uh, right. we talked yeah, about okay. Chastain. Right? Yeah, Ross Chastain for sure. Throw him in there. So we, about, was... we have about eight thousand dollars for the uh, per driver for the remaining three. Where you at? Are you on DraftKings or? or, or yeah, okay. I don't really play Fanduel. I've not played okay. Fanduel much this year. I, sometimes I'll play Fanduel when I look at the salaries and go, "Wow, this guy's two thousand. Like another guy who would probably be highly owned actually is David Starr, um, only because he's starting dead last and uh, yeah, twenty five hundred on Fanduel. I kind of like that, but he they have him priced at sixty two on on DraftKings. But let's finish this lineup here. Um, how, what's your average left here? Yeah. I, I, so I've got Dylan, LaJoy, Chastain, Haley, 
Oh, God. Uh, you, two, all starting outside two, the top 25, and that leaves me with 9,300 uh, per driver for my last two drivers. Well, you should probably put in your boy Amarola, right? You like him. I do. <clears throat> I do. I do. I do. You know what? One for the one for the brother, Ryan Blaney, eighty-eight. Do it. Oh God. Hey, he's a great. He's a great plate racer. Hey, and you got to have one Penske guy in there that won't, you know, crash people out. That's fair. And then, so the, basically, the only two drivers not available to me are Logano and Kozlowski. I probably wouldn't <laughs> play Kozlowski in cash anyway. Mm-hmm. Hamlin. Um, Hamlin. I don't want two guys starting in the top six though. For cash, it's a little risky. Oh, you're doing cash. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, you I feel like I might just go, like, I could. And that makes sense. And that still leaves uh, 500 on the table. Which is probably um, not so enough. You should probably at, leave more on the table. <laughs> <laughs> a quick cash lineup of Austin Dillon, Corey LaJoy, Ross Chastain, Justin Haley, Ryan Blaney, Eric Almarola. Uh, <laughs> come Saturday, I'm probably taking Blaney out. I just didn't want to tell uh, you. No, 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 no. You'll you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. Um, all right. Well, Ed, thank you so much for your time. Uh, yeah, thanks no for problem, filling man. in this week. Uh, best of luck to you, and best of luck to the FA Nation. Yep. See you guys.